Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. In August of 2001, U.S. Men's National Team striker Josh Sargent made a massive move. For a sum of around 10 million euros, Josh Sargent made a transfer from Werder Bremen over to Norwich City in the Premier League. Uh, this was a huge deal at the time. Uh, at, at a time whenever the U.S. Men's National Team really needed a striker to step up, it was really exciting to see Josh Sargent in a new club with new opportunities and playing in the biggest league in the world against some of the best competition in the world. Flash forward a few months and it has not been a good start to the Premier League season for Josh Sargent. In his 17 appearances with the club so far, Josh has a grand total of zero goals. This is a not a good thing, and it's not anything new considering what Josh was doing with Werder Bremen before he left and what he's done with the national team. Recently, he's been dropped from the national team in the last few windows. Uh, things are not looking good, and in this video, we're going to go over what's going on with Josh Sargent, why we should care, and more importantly, and probably most importantly, is there hope? Is there hope that Josh is going to be able to turn this thing around uh, and be a player that can live up to that potential that we all thought he had? All that and more on this episode of The Yank Report. What's up? My name is Sam. This is The Yank Report, the show where we talk about the U.S. Men's National Team, all things U.S. Men's National Team. And if you're into that, hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, all that good stuff. Now let's get into it. Now, the reason why we care about Josh Sargent, the reason why we're talking about a player who has zero Premier League goals this season is because Josh Sargent was not just a good youth player. Josh Sargent was a great youth player. Josh Sargent was one of the best youth strikers that we've ever produced. Many would argue that he is the best youth striker that we've ever produced. If you ever watched Josh Sargent at the youth level, he was an absolute goal machine. And we can back that up with, with just about everything that he participated in. I mean, in 2017 alone, Josh Sargent participated in the U-17 World Cup where he was an absolute phenom uh, for the United States, which is why a couple weeks later, whenever it was announced, the roster was announced for the U-20 World Cup, Josh's name was on that list. And whenever he went to the U-20 World Cup, he picked up right where he left off from the U-17 World Cup. He had four goals in six games. All that from a striker who was 17 years old competing with 20-year-olds. That was very impressive, which is why just about all the big clubs in the world wanted Josh's signature. He was the next big thing. Uh, Josh elected to not sign with an MLS squad. He was holding out uh, until he could move over to Europe and, and sign over there. Now, because Josh doesn't have a uh, European passport, he was going to have to wait till he turned 18 in order to actually make his professional debut. But he was able to sign and train with Werder Bremen prior to turning 18. But before making his debut with Werder Bremen, Josh got called up to the senior national team, and in May of 2018, Josh got his first cap against Bolivia and scored a goal in his debut. Now, this is a lot, man. I mean, this kid starred in the 2017 U-17 World Cup. He starred in the U-20 World Cup. He makes a move over to Bremen. He gets a cap for the national team and a goal all before he makes his professional debut, which is why the excitement was absolutely through the roof for this young American striker who is just scoring goals in bunches. 
Fast forward to December, Josh makes his debut with Werder Bremen. Early on, he's kind of a substitute coming in here or there. Uh, there's some moments of brilliance, but uh, mostly we see just a, a young player trying to break into the to the squad. Uh, fast forward a year from there, uh, Josh Sargent is making more and more regular appearances with Werder Bremen, but we're starting to see this trend appear. Uh, Josh is not that clinical goal scorer that we saw uh, as a youth player. Josh is putting in a much higher work rate. Uh, he's contributing a lot more to the game outside of just striking, but things seem to be just a little bit off in that final third. Now, a lot of us, myself included, chalked a lot of that up to Werder Bremen uh, just inability to create an, an offense. And if you watch Werder Bremen uh, in that season in particular, whenever Josh was there, it was just absolutely disgusting soccer. The next season was more of the same. At that point, Josh had become an absolute mainstay with Werder Bremen, but the goals were not coming in. By the time Josh left Werder Bremen, all told, he had 72 games and 13 goals. Not not a great return from a striker who was, we all hoped would absolutely hit the ground running and really be, be a big part of that club and, and be the U.S. answer at striker for the next 20 years or so. Let me interrupt the video for one second to let you know, we got a sponsor, guys. We got a new sponsor for the channel, and that is Bet Online. Bet Online is back and better than ever with more props and more lines and more bets than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all football and basketball action this season, but they also have a ton of soccer lines uh, available if that's something that you're into. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website website to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your bonus. So I know a lot of you, like myself, are fans of multiple sports, so if you're into baseball, basketball, NFL, you can find it all there, but they also have lines for Premier League games, uh, Serie A games, uh, Spanish Premier Division games, Champions League games, whatever. Uh, the whole world of European soccer is available to you at Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. But despite Josh's lack of effectiveness in front of goal, his coach, Florian Kofeld, never lacked belief in him. One of my favorite quotes from Kofeld was, uh, I don't know if it'll take one year or half a year or two weeks. I'm not sure I can't say. But if he stays like this, he is very, very calm in the locker room and he is focused. And on the pitch, he's full of energy. He will one day be one of the league's top strikers. I'm completely sure. That's high praise for a, uh, at the time, teenager who had not just found his striking boots yet uh, in a professional league, albeit for a team at the bottom of a professional league. So after that season, Werder Bremen eventually gets relegated. Uh, Josh is one of those few young players on Werder Bremen's team that they could actually get a big return from, and a big return they got. They got around 10 million euros uh, for Josh's signature, and 10 million euros is a lot for a player that just really didn't score many goals as a young player for that club. Uh, and, and all that goes back to what we saw from him at a youth level. Now, of course, Norwich did not hit the ground running, and neither did Josh. Over at Norwich, we've seen Josh more often than not deployed as a uh, winger or as a, as a wide forward, as opposed to his normal striker role that we've been seeing from him so much. And, and there's a reason for that. Uh, the reason is, and you can see this both in the eye tests and with the numbers, Josh's defensive contributions to a soccer team are phenomenal. Uh, I'm not saying they're good. I'm saying they are elite. If you check the numbers, you can see pressures, tackles, interceptions, blocks, clearances. Josh is absolutely off the charts, which makes his attacking numbers, which are, to be fair, absolutely dismal whenever it comes to non-penalty goals, NPXG, shots total, assists, all these things, 
Josh is not going to wow you. It's those defensive contributions that make Josh a mainstay in Norwich's lineup, despite his inability to do anything in the attacking third. And whenever I say inability to do anything in the attacking third, uh, I mean it. Somebody put together uh, like an all-touches video of Josh's chances in the final third, and I will link his Twitter account so you guys can go and watch that video as well. Uh, I have watched a lot of Norwich City games this year, and it has been very depressing to see a player go from a competent player in the middle third to uh, just an absolute absolute unconfident player uh, in the final third. He seems to have completely lost it. We seem to have completely lost that clinical player that we saw at the youth level uh, once we got to the adult leagues, once we got to the professional level. And it's absolutely puzzling how someone could go from uh, just scoring goals in bunches to just having a complete inability to finish in the final third altogether. And of course, the statistics back that up as well. I mean, if we look at Josh's player characteristics, according to who scored, we see uh, that his weaknesses include finishing, crossing, and discipline. And his strengths include defensive contribution. For a striker to have a weakness at finishing is not a good thing. And for a winger to have a uh, weakness of crossing is not a good thing. That is not characteristics that are going to last very long at the professional level. Yet, just like Florian Kohlfeld over at Werder Bremen, Josh's current coach, Dean Smith over at Norwich, has a lot of positive things to say about the player. He says, and I quote, If he keeps working hard, the rewards usually come. He is a really diligent lad who works hard every day. He understands the game, and you can see that there's a want and a need to go and score that first goal. And once he does, I'm sure he'll be flying. So the question at this point is, who is Josh Sargent, and what can we expect from him in the coming years? Is he going to be one of those players that was all hype? Is he going to be one of those players that we look back on and say, man, if he would have just zigged here and zagged there, maybe his career would have been completely different. The first point of optimism that I think I'll point you to is a video done by TIFO Football. And if you're unfamiliar with TIFO Football, it's a YouTube channel that's now sponsored by The Athletic. That is simply one of the best soccer YouTube channels out there, period. They do a wonderful job with tactics and explaining a lot of the history of the game and stuff like that. And if you're not already subscribed, go check them out. But in a recent video, they put together a full video of at which age do players peak uh, and, and they broke it down position by position some players at some positions peak at younger ages others peak at older ages for strikers it's actually a lot older than I was expecting they said strikers peak at 27 years old they say a strikers feel of the game increases over time but their physical ability diminishes after 30 and what's interesting about Josh is unlike a lot of the top strikers that are in the Premier League right now Josh has been playing at the top flight level his whole career. Uh, he started at 18 years old at Werder Bremen and is now at Norwich City. He's never not been in a top five league. And for the most part, he's been playing a lot of games. He's a veteran player. He's he's had four seasons of top, top flight soccer at this point, despite his inability to score goals. It's really interesting, which really got me thinking. What, how does Josh compare to some of the other top strikers in the region? So I kind of started looking around, uh, started putting together the numbers, and the first one I looked at was Raul Jimenez. Raul Jimenez, of course, is the great Mexican striker. Uh, he plays for Wolverhampton Wanderers and uh, the Mexican national team. Now here's where things get interesting. At 21 years old, the age that Josh is right now, Raul Jimenez had just started his first year of professional soccer in the Clasura in 2012 for Club America. He had two starts and one goal. And in the Apertura in 2012, also for Club America, he had 16 starts and four goals. Uh, prior to that, he was playing for Club America's uh, youth team. So at the same age that Josh Sargent is right now, 
Raul Jimenez uh, had just broken into first team soccer. And to make it even more interesting, if you go further into Raul Jimenez's career, his next move, uh, I believe he was 24 years old, was to uh, Atletico Madrid. Over there, he did not have a, a very good start. Uh, after one season, they loaned him to Benfica, who eventually bought him. After three seasons of Benfica, he finally started to find his feet which is whenever he got loaned to Wolverhampton and eventually purchased. And I think it was at Wolverhampton where he really became the great Raul Jimenez that we know today. It took him a long time to get there. Prior to that, his numbers actually looked fairly similar to what we're seeing from Josh Sargent right now. Next, let's look at Mikel Antonio. Mikel Antonio, the uh, Jamaican striker uh, who put an absolute wonder strike past us in uh, World Cup qualifying not too long ago. He's kind of similar. Uh, Mikel Antonio was kind of playing around in the uh, bottom tiers of the uh, English soccer pyramid. Uh, by the time that he was 21 years old, he had made it to Southampton on loan and Colchester United. Forgive me if I'm pronouncing that wrong, but if you look at his games to goal numbers, it's it's not something that had blown the doors off of you. It's, it wasn't until later in his career, much later in fact, that Mikel Antonio actually made it to the Premier League. I also wanted to check out how Josh kind of stacks up to Josie Altador because Josie Altador was a big hyped youth prospect who made the big move from New York Red Bulls uh, over to Europe and, and I just wanted to see how, how Josie stacked up to Josh Sargent and uh, once again, it's pretty similar. Uh, from 2006 to 2008, Josie was in New York Red Bulls, and he had 37 games and 15 goals. It wasn't until his last season that he really started to score goals for that club. He makes the move over to Villarreal, and at Villarreal, he has nine games and one goal. And by 2009, he had that lone move over to Hall City, where in 28 games, he produced one goal. Not a fantastic return. Of course, with Josie Altidore, uh, after that, after a few runs there, he makes the move to Azad Alkmaar over in the Dutch Eris Divisie, and that's where he really starts to find himself as a striker. Of course, then he goes to Sunderland. We don't need to talk about that. Eventually goes to Toronto. Um, a lot happened with Josie Altidore. That's a whole video entirely. But the point I'm trying to make is a lot of these strikers, a lot of the strikers that we'd love to see Josh live up to their legacy by the time that they were 21 years old, had not established themselves in Europe, had not established themselves as a goal scorer worthy of being uh, the, the top striker for their national team at that point. Very few of these strikers, I think only Josie Altidore had even made a uh, debut by the time they were 21 and were scoring goals for their national team. Say goodbye to doll gifts. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price. $800 per carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but just are grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Lightbox lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off. Price so they won't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox Diamonds, never a dull moment. Now, I feel like I can almost hear you guys through the screen saying, but what about Jonathan David? And of course, Jonathan David is a whole different thing. Jonathan David is, of course, the American-born Canadian striker who is currently playing for Lille, who is probably the best striker in CONCACAF right now and is looking like he's going to be an absolute class player. Jonathan David is currently 21, so he's a great comparison to Josh Sargent right now. They're the same age. 
And currently, Jonathan David is over at Lille, and in 27 games, he has 16 goals, an absolute dynamite season. Jonathan David started his career as a youth player over at Gank in Belgium. Uh, his first professional year was in 2019. In 43 games, he had 14 goals. The next season, in 40 games, he had 23 goals, so a big spike, which led him to get sold to Lille. In his first year at Lille, in 48 games, he had 13 goals. And today, in 2022, uh, midway through the season, in 27 games, he has 16 goals so he's really rounding out into a tremendous striker but of course the big difference between Josh Sargent and Jonathan David is that while Josh Sargent started at a top five league uh, at a bottom tier team in the Bundesliga Jonathan David started at one of the better teams in a not so great league over in Belgium and was really able to find his footing there uh, and really exploded that way But I think the point still stands. 21 years old is still very young for a striker, and there's a lot of soccer ahead for Josh Sargent. Now look, I know in recent years we've seen a lot of Americans at very young ages come through and be big contributors for their club and really get started very quickly. It's been a phenomenal run, but the reality is... It doesn't work like that for everybody. In fact, it doesn't work like that for most people. For most people, the the career trajectory is a is a slow parabolic curve. I hope I'm using parabolic correctly. I'm sure someone will correct me in the comment sections if I am not. But I know that we want our players to show progress. I know that we want them to get better year over year and eventually form into uh, their ultimate prime, but that's just not how it works. And if you look at a lot of the top soccer players in the world right now, that's not how their careers have worked. For most of them, it was kind of okay, 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 and then a great season, and then that's how they broke out. Uh, For Josh, that still could happen. If we think back to Florian Kohfeldt's quote, Josh Sargent could break out next game. He could break out next month. He could break out next year. We don't really know. So the question becomes, as U.S. men's national team fans, where does Josh Sargent really fit into the national team at this point? And, and the, I think the answer right now is that until he starts scoring goals at Norwich, until he starts contributing to goals at Norwich, he's not going to be a part of the national team unless there's a bunch of injuries. I think Greg Berhalter showed that over the last two windows that he's not calling Josh up in the form that he's currently in. But that doesn't mean that Josh's national team career is over. Far from it. One of the best examples of this is Clint Dempsey, a player who really started to peak much later in his career and eventually hit a period where he was absolutely unconscious for a period of games that brought him being from being an average goal scorer for the U.S. men's national team to uh, tied for the greatest goal scorer in the history of the U.S. men's national team. That could still happen for Josh. There's a lot that can still happen for Josh. He could figure out at Norwich this season and then potentially either help them stay up or get a move to another team in the Premier League. Or he could move down to a lower league, maybe the championship, somewhere like that. Maybe he could do what Josie Altador did and get a transfer over to the Dutch league and find a scoring boots. And by the time that he is 23, 24 years old, he is finding that peak as a player and is able to get sold for high dollars again. But I know what you're thinking. We don't have that much time. The World Cup is literally a year away. So is Josh Sargent going to be our striker in Qatar? I don't know. I I really don't know. It feels like at this point what Josh really needs is to get transferred away to a smaller club in a smaller league where he's going to have a lot more opportunities and he can figure out that attacking side of his game. We know that he can score goals. We saw him do it at an elite level uh, as a youth prospect. Uh, We know that he can play defense. He's doing it at an elite level both in the Bundesliga and in the Premier League. Uh, He's phenomenal at it. It's just a matter of putting those two things together, finding the ability to score goals 
goals uh, as a professional. If he can do that, if he can start contributing to the offensive side of the game even just a little bit with the contributions he makes defensively, he'll be a very sought-after player, and he'll be the type of player that can be a mainstay for the U.S. men's national team for a long, long time. The question is, and the question has always been, when? When is that going to happen? And that's the thing that we just don't know right now. Guys, thank you so much for watching. My name is Sam, and this is The Anchor Report, presented by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.